Welcome back, brain suckers. Speaking of brain suckers, that reminds me. Did you guys ever did you guys ever do that thing as a kid where you put your hands on someone's head and you're like, guess what this is? It's a brain sucker. Guess what it's doing? It's starving. <laughs> Just reminded me of that. That's why I have no friends. Okay, welcome back everyone. It's time for the next episode of Black Friday on Fear. In our last episode, if you'll recall, Bob and Tanya enjoyed some success. Tickle Me Tommy met his well-deserved end, and they even found a flamethrower, the weapon of choice for zombie hunters everywhere. And speaking of shopping, here's a word from our sponsor. Who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today, from divorce to call-out culture to masculinity to girls' confidence. Season two of Thread the Needle finds the meeting place between feminist ideals and the realities of women's lives. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. So I want to take a second to just give a shout out to our wicked writer, E.A. Copen. I'm sure as you've been listening to this, you've been like, who wrote this? It's so good. With more than 50 books to her name, she's also a professional puppeteer. Of course, she's also worked in retail, which is why you have that ring of authenticity in Black Friday. Oh, yeah. Ah, speaking of which, Mart Club, or what's left of it, awaits. I'm your host, Pun Bandu, and this is Black Friday, Episode 6. The holiday season is about to end, listeners. Did Bob and Tanya also meet their end? They had outrun mutated electronics, fought off killer toys, and gained extra firepower. But was that enough to save their skins? Our story begins again as our intrepid retail employees watch the garden center explode in front of them. In walked the ghoulites, Bonehead, Window Licker, and Hookface. Whoa! Bonehead and Window Licker pushed aside the hanging debris and stepped through the hole they'd just blasted. 
Hookface, now with fewer hooks in his face and missing several chunks of flesh, stepped through the door, blocking their way. You will submit. Bob raised the flamethrower. I only do that on Thursdays. Bob, it is a Thursday. Yeah, but it's after midnight, which makes it Friday, right? Silence. Ready then for judgment. Arms lowered around Bob's torso from behind in a bear hug, pinning his limbs. Bob tilted his head back to see Bonehead's chiseled chin. Wow. You work out? Not the time, Bob. You have made a fool of us long enough. It is time for you to face judgment. Attention, Mark Club shoppers. We care about your safety. For now, please be sure to maintain a six-foot distance from our mannequins while making your selections this Black Friday. Avoid all eye contact and be sure to purchase a self-exorcism kit available at every register. Now available in smooth jazz style. Judgment! <laughs> what gives you the right to judge us? It is written in the Black Book. He who solves the sacred cube must have his worth judged. Only the worthy may experience the truth we have come to offer. The bliss that can only come from true suffering. Listen, to each their own, but I'm not really into the kinky stuff, pal. Be silent or I shall sew your mouth shut. Hookface surged forward to grip Bob's jaw in his icy hand. You claim to have solved the sacred cube, you irritant. You smear upon humanity. How is this possible? Well, guess I'm just lucky. <sighs> <coughs> Whoa, pal. You might want to back off on the peanut butter, onion, and anchovy sundaes because that is some rough morning breath. Don't you wish to know how you have been judged? No, not really. Why not? Because while you've been proselytizing, I've been priming this flamethrower with my thumb. We were forged in the fiery depths of hell. No flame can harm us. Maybe you were, but your clothes weren't. Say hello to 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Heat washed over Bob. Ah! He was sure he lost his eyebrows. Hookface flailed wildly, only to spread the fire further. <laughs> wow! Bob carefully aimed the nozzle behind him before squeezing his eyes shut and pressing the button again. Fire spun all around, jumping onto Bonehead. She let go to pat out the flame. Window licker shoved Tanya away to grab Bob instead, but Bob spun to the side and aimed the nozzle at him. Tanya, duck! like window liquor inhaled some of the flame up his nose. Sucks for him. Flamethrower in tow, Tanya and Bob shouldered past Hookface and exited the garden center in a dead run toward the back of the store. Where do we go? 
I don't know. Just keep running. I think they're right behind us. Movement on top of one of the nearby shelves caught Bob's eye. Marcy crawled along the wall like a spider. Marcy twisted her neck around and grinned at him. Hey, Tanya? Yeah? <laughs> Run faster! She finally looked up and saw Marcy just in time to watch her leap off the wall and land in front of them. Her head was on completely backward. They stopped and backed away. Bob felt like he was going to be sick. More from the running than anything. <sighs> Cardio may be life-saving in an apocalyptic situation. No, what's the matter? Don't you still want me, Tanya? <laughs> Shut up! The undeadites had recovered from the flamethrower and emerged from the ruins of the garden center, obviously pissed that Bob torched their leather. They were trapped between Marcy and the monstrous murder trio. Oh, I know. Is this better? <laughs> Marcy reached up and twisted her head around the right way. Instead of spinning to face Bob and Tanya, however, she bent over backward and smiled at them upside down. Bob! I gotcha. Oh, you don't want to do that. What if she's still in here? What if you're wrong? You wouldn't want to kill an innocent woman, would you? Not little old Marcy Warsy. <laughs> Bob glanced at Tanya. The Marcy they knew was gone. Even if they destroyed the cube, she wasn't coming back. Not after that thing broke her neck. Marcy's dead and you killed her. Bob, light this asshole up. You heard the lady. Marcy fell, writhing on her back, desperately trying to snuff the flames. Bob, watch out! Bob turned just as window liquor lunged. He dropped the flamethrower and leapt for the safety of a t-shirt rack. Window liquor snarled and shoved the rack aside, chasing Bob further into the children's clothing section. He knocked over hanging racks, display shelves, and accessory stand. When he reached the next clearing, Bob turned for Tanya, but lost her. I hope Tanya got away. This program is sponsored by Factor. Hey, everybody. If you're trying to eat healthier and want to make your life easier, Factor's got it all figured out. Delicious, ready-to-eat meals that are delivered to you fresh, never frozen. They're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. That's right, two minutes. No meal prep. Nada. Zip. There's 35 different options that change every single week. You can choose the calorie smart option if you're trying to lose weight, like I am. There's a protein plus option if you work out on a regular basis, like I'm trying to do. There's even keto if you want a low carb option. There are also 60 add-ons if you want to make your meal larger or you can choose a snack. It's completely flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. 
You can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Head to factormeals.com slash FR50 and use code FR50 to get 50% off. That's code FR50 at factormeals.com slash FR50 to get 50% off. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, a podcast that explores the world through a personal feminist perspective. Check out new episodes Mondays and Fridays for a wide variety of topics and news episodes. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Rage on. A faint glow at the far end of the clothing section meant something was still on fire. Bob hoped the sprinklers would kick on soon. Considering the power was out and the store was probably in hell, he wasn't sure what worked anymore. He picked his way carefully through the center of the clothing section, seeking cover. Tanya! Tanya! Where are you? Bob stepped out from behind a rack of ladies' undergarments and quickly hid again. Someone was prowling by the fitting rooms. Whoever it was stopped to sniff by him. Don't think. Just hide. Bob curled up as small as he could and thought invisible thoughts. Tanya! I know you're here, Tanya! Come out, come out, wherever you are. I've got some merchandise with your name on it. (laughs) When Bob was sure she was gone, he peeked around the corner. She wasn't far, still close enough to barely make out her side profile. Marcy was black and burned to a crisp. Only her eyes remained untouched, and they bulged out of the sockets unblinking. Just beyond where Marcy paced stood the fitting room stalls, doors closed. Above, jutting from a support pole at the center of the store, was one of those round reflective mirrors used as an anti-shoplifting measure. Bob saw Tanya curled into a ball on the seat in the middle stall. Marcy was just inches from her and closing quickly. Bob thought the coast was clear. If you moved quickly, He could make it through the aisles to the manager's office, the ideal place to mount a defense. Plus, the manager's office might have useful supplies. Staplers, flashlights, batteries, maybe a granola bar. Ah, damn it. What about Tanya? I have nothing except my trusty box cutter. That flamethrower was left behind and Hookface and his minions are probably waiting for me there. Think, Bob, think! Bob grabbed some pantyhose and tore them from the packaging to loop them between two shelves, creating a makeshift tripwire. Then he quietly opened his box cutter and stood. Hey, Marcy! (laughs) Bob took off, stepping over the pantyhose trap, Marcy in pursuit. Her foot caught on the hose and she fell face first. Bob flashed at her face. Her head jerked sideways, then twisted back. He shifted his stance and held the box cutter. Let's go, Valley Girl. Come back here, Bob! 
She tore three parallel cuts in Bob's overalls. Bob slashed up diagonally with the box cutter, then down, leaving deep gashes across her face. I told you these were dangerous! She left, going straight for his face. Bob caught her mid-air and they struggled. Bob's lower back suddenly decided then was a good time to give out. Oh, my back! Ow! He lost his footing, and Marcy swung down. He thrust to keep her away and hit resistance. Bob shoved Marcy onto the sharp metal arm of the empty clothing rack, which plowed right through her flame-charred body. Nice work, Bob. Even impaled by a metal bar, Marcy didn't stop trying to get at Bob, but she couldn't get free. He watched her struggle, reaching with blind desperation. The blank expression confirmed it. There really wasn't anything left of Marcy in there at all. He clicked the blade out another notch. With his other hand, Bob grabbed her singed bangs and held her head back, exposing her neck. Give hell my regards. No, Bob! No! Don't do it! He dragged the box cutter blade across her throat. Sure, it sounds easy, but it wasn't, given the cartilage and muscle fibers. Dark blood spilled out, drenching Bob from head to steel-toed boots. But eventually, the lights finally went out in Marcy's eyes. Her body went limp, and Bob let her go. Bob? Bob stepped away from Marcy's corpse, wiping a sleeve across his face. She's gone. Tanya nodded and hugged herself. Bob put an arm around her and led them away from the fitting rooms. We'll get them, Tanya. For Marcy. <sighs> For Marcy. Mortals! You will be judged! The manager's office, quickly! Tanya and Bob sprinted, reaching the door to the employees-only section and shoving through it into absolute darkness darker than the sales floor. Bob fought to get out his tiny keychain light, but it barely penetrated. Our sturdy retail heroes felt their way along the wall, past the break room, past the two walk-in freezers. Oh, God. Here it is. Inside. Go! Go, go, go! <sighs> Until they tumbled into the safety of the manager's office. So, things didn't really go according to plan, did they? But uh, what did you expect with two episodes left? Things couldn't wrap up that easily. The penultimate episode of Black Friday is upon us, and I know you don't want to miss it. See you next time. You're listening to Fear, Black Friday. Created and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Ever since I was born, I could hear the spirits of the other world. Where old stories take on a new life. If you break even one of these conditions, the consequence is death. And the world is teeming with possibilities. It's midnight, girls! They're here! Get ready to change! Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz! <laughs> 
Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with as you've never heard them before. You are no more than a demon! Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. Black Friday is created and written by E.A. Copen, Produced by Diana M. Foe and Haley Wagreich. And executive produced by Fred Armisen, Julian Yap, and Molly Barton. Starring Fred Armisen, Brian Fairley, Tiana Camacho, Aaron Costaganis, Debbie Derryberry, Will Choi, Dwayne Hill, Alec Lawless, Alex Cazares, Jeff Shine, Chris Okawa, Marco Antonio Rodriguez, and Stephanie Shea. Audio produced, directed, and sound designed by Fred Greenhalgh. Additional editing by Corey Barton. Original music composition and orchestration by Hashem Asadolahi. With digital orchestration by Andrew Rowan and performances by Pete McCann, Andrew Washburn, April Guthrie, Harrison Kirk, Joey Lamb, and Hashem Asadolahi. Original cover art by Annie Wu. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Asadolahi. Fear is produced by Mary Asadolahi and Haley Wagreich. Associate produced by Nicole Kreuter and Alexis Latshaw. Executive produced by Molly Barton, Julian Yap, and Marcy Wiseman. Hosted by Pun Bandu. Audio editing by Felicia Dominguez. Original theme by Hashem Asadolahi. Featuring drummer Andrew Niven and mixed by Max Kuttner. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Find more shows like Fear by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm.